What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Commanders with Manny. So today we're going to talk free agency. Um, the commanders were aggressive in day one, and um, I loved it. Like, I, I loved every bit of it. Um, usually they wait till they start making some moves. But the cool thing was the commanders were aggressive. They knew what they wanted, and they were able to make some moves. So I'm going to highlight some of the moves that the commanders made today and then um, do a deep dive on the situation with these free agents. Um, now, there was a player that the Vikings and Dan, um, coming into the draft process, I liked them a lot. And, um, you know, we didn't grab them, but, you know, the Vikings cut them. We were able to put it in a claim and we claimed through. Excellent. That was excellent. Uh, Pick us a player that we can, you know, groom, put into the pipeline, um, still being on that rookie track that we can, you know, to our system. Loved Rashad Wagus. If you like cool, if you didn't like Wagus, then it's all good. Um, but yeah, this guy coming into the draft, I'm gonna pull up some of his um numbers shortly. And like I said, man, we get this guy practically for free. It's an extension of free agency, so it was it was great. Um, Washington definitely needs corner depth. Uh, we were able to re-sign Danny Johnson, and then when you add a dancer to it, it's just it's just awesome. And we got Hawk on the stream. Appreciate you hopping on the stream, my brother. Hope everything is going well your way. Um, how are you liking the Commanders' moves so far? So let's look. Let's dive into Cameron Dantzler for a little minute. A great article. Here by Hogs Haven. Got to give them their credit. It says the commanders have added another player on the first day of the NFL legal tampering period. Minnesota Vikings released cornerback Cameron Dantzler Sr. on Friday and claimed him off waivers today. Dantzler was a third round pick from Mississippi State, so he gets to reunite with Montez Sweat. He played 35 games and, and has started 26 games in the last three seasons. So here's a guy that has some starters experience. He might not be the best corner in the league, but when you have that starters experience, it it's, I mean, it definitely bodes well for the team, being that this guy is coming off the bench, right? Because Washington is expected to have interest in adding another starting level corner, either through the draft or free agency. It says Kendall Fuller is entering the final year of his contract, and Benjamin St. Juice has uh, finished both of his seasons injured. So the team is definitely looking for corner, and at 16, it most likely seems that the commanders are going to be drafting a corner at 16. There's several different corners in the draft that I'm interested in, and, um, you know, Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., there's so many corners. It's a deep corner draft, but you might want to, but you might want to get your main guy early rather than later. So back to this article. So with St. Juice, you know, being injured twice, I mean, finishing the season injured twice. Um, you know, Kendall Fuller on the last year of his contract. What do the commanders really have at corner? They brought in William Jackson the third last year, right? That didn't work out pretty well. So now it's imperative they draft a corner in this year's draft. And I'm thinking that at 16, 
you can definitely find a quality starter, potentially a franchise type corner the rest of the way. So definitely, definitely love the Dantler cup. The next guy that I want to highlight is Andrew Wiley. Let's talk about Andrew Wiley for a little bit. Here's a guy that just won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, and Eric Bieniemy leaves in a quality starting right tackle, comes and joins the Commanders. Now, this guy right here, he's versatile. He really plays guard, but he had to play tackle for the Chiefs, being that, you know, they were hurting at that position. So with the Commanders, you guys have heard me say over and over and over again, right? I wanted the commanders to go ahead and move Samuel Cosme into that right guard position. I think that Cosme is a better guard than tackle. But then also, the depth chart hasn't come out yet. We don't know if Wiley is playing tackle or if he's playing guard, if Cosme is playing tackle or guard. The beauty is both guys have the potential to play both guard and tackle. So great for the commanders. So let's just say that the right side of the commanders offensive line is done you have wiley you have cosme done that side is solid we're going to talk about wiley's deal i i believe he got a pretty pretty good deal it was three-year deal for 24 million so seven million dollars a year that's excellent for a starting caliber tackle you can't beat that whether it's tackle whether it's guard seven million dollars a year is great is great and with it and with this connection with enemy well, it both um, and what I saw out of the small that I looked at into Wiley is that this guy right here, he's athletic. He can get out into the open. You can throw a screen. There was like a play that I saw where I believe it was Miko Hardeman got the uh, got the sweep, went to the right, and this guy right here was out in front, blocked. So. This is going to be an athletic guy, man. After winning the title, they have a lot of different holes and different things. So money-wise, they possibly couldn't afford to keep this guy. But they did get an, another tackle that's younger, that's more athletic. So see what Orlando talking about the commanders possibly pursuing Orlando Jr., but he's just too instinctive. Okay, so now you get the second-best option, which is starting right tackle, like I said, Andrew Wiley. Decided to join the commanders, be reunited with offensive coordinator uh, Eric Bieniemy, and I'm excited to see what these two guys are able to do along with that offense. So Wiley started 59 games. Let me pull it back up. Yeah, Wiley started 59 games in five years for Kansas City. He had the game of his life in the Super Bowl versus Philadelphia, and now a nice payday. So you play well when it matters. You are rewarded with a nice contract. So being a five-year starter, here's another guy that has starters experience, another guy that's solid. It's hard to get these starting caliber guys. So now you have a guy here, uh, pedigree, a guy who also has 11 playoff starts in his six-year career with the Chiefs. So this is great. This is great. Um, great signing for the commanders. Um, I love it. And then like the price to get this uh, starting tackle slash guard was a great, great price. So I'm all for what we've done so far. We've broken down Dantzler. We've broken down Andrew Wiley. The next guy that I want to break down is a guy that I'm not going to lie. 
when I saw the Gates signing and I kind of read it in a nutshell, it was pretty much saying, oh, this guy that has been hurt since 2021 has now signed with the commander. So the way that it was worded by Rappaport or was it Schefter, I didn't like it because then now you're telling me this guy is coming off of an injury. Is this guy, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of, it was just kind of fishy for me at that point. But I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background on Gates. Um, the more that I read on him, the more that I liked this guy. Uh, he was a guy that got into it with, um, with um, Aaron Donald. And this guy was punching Aaron Donald's helmet. So he has some nastiness to him. I'm going to give you guys a little uh, background on him. So um, the commander signed Giants, former Giants, Nick Gates to a contract. He plays guard and he plays center. So are the commanders bringing him in as a center or are they bringing him in as a guard? So um, I think it's Rulier is gone. This might be the last possible year for Chase Rulier. So um i definitely love this gate signing but i'm going to read on it but uh let me get into the comment section for a little bit uptown dre appreciate you hopping on the stream dre says wiley was a solid move now place him at right tackle nick gates at center guard and both of those guys are flexible absolutely so with gates he might just be the starting center and if he is i'm not upset because Okay, let's say that Nick, Nick Nick Gates is the starting center. That means from center down to the right side is, is done, or solid is done. Chase Roulier is gone. You have some guys that you bring in, and you feel like these guys have some starting caliber uh, potential. So you're done. Then now on the left side, you got Leno at left tackle, which we need to upgrade. If you see a guy you like in a draft of 16, you take it, and then you move on from Leno next year. You can ease on that left tackle. Or... But if you draft a guy in the first round, that means you're going to play that guy, right? Why draft a guy in the first round to ease him on in? So that's just my thing. Maybe if you draft a guy in the second round, yeah, you can ease that guy in. Um, usually first round tackles are ready to go. Day one starters, right? So now, now you're looking for a left guard, and that can be found through the draft or even still through free agency. Either way it goes, you need two at every position just because of any injuries like you just kind of know how it goes when it comes to people getting injured so just let's look at a little bit of background on nick gates real quick so washington is the interior offensive line giving gates a three-year deal uh gates spent his first five seasons of his career with the new york giants he started three games in 2009 before working his way into the starter role in 2020 on September 16, 2021, Gates suffered a fracture to his fibula and his tibia at Washington. So it was the game that the, that the Giants were playing in Washington, and then guess what? He gets hurt versus Washington in Washington. The gruesome injury forced him to miss the rest of the season and the start of the 2022 season. Gates eventually returned for the Giants and started eight games for New York this past season. So it, it just shows you that this is another quality guy that has starters experience. We're bringing in guys that could be potential starters. The three that I've given you guys so far are actual starters. Um, so now um, he'll likely start in the interior line for the commanders in 2023. Question is, is Gates going to start at center? 
Or is he going to start at guard? And only time will tell. It said Washington allowed seventh most in sacks in 2022 uh, season uh, with 48. So Gates is going to help lower that number in 2023. We're not saying that Gates comes in and he's an all pro. We're saying Gates comes in and he's a guy that's versatile. If you, I mean, we went through how many centers last year? So Gates saw time at center and guard for the Giants in his three-year um, deal. It adds competition, interior line as a whole. It adds depth. It adds something that um, Andrew Norrell couldn't provide and even Trey Turner. Uh, Chase Rulier, I mean, like I said, he's pretty much gone. Um, so Turner's a free agent. And I, I think that Andrew Norwell's contract should be up or we could move on from it. Can't remember what he actually signed. It might have been a two-year deal that Norwell signed. So time, only time will tell what Washington decides to do there. So love this signing. Let me check the comment section to see if you guys are dropping anything. All right. Uptown Dre writes, Cam could compete for the third corner, Um, I guess, the third corner job, I guess, um, says Ron is making some positive moves. Absolutely. I can definitely see Cam as that third corner. You lose a Bobby McCain who played a lot of that role for you. Um, backup safety played some corner. So at corner, really like, what do you have when you really look at it as a whole, you have Benjamin St. Juice, right? You have Fuller outside of that is wide open. So that's why you literally have to continue to add to that corner group. In the second round, you can grab one of those guys from Maryland, whichever one that's available. So um, all things are fluid when it comes to the commanders. So we got our tackle. We got a center slash guard. We got a, we have a guard slash tackle. So so that's, I mean, that was solid right there. And then the last move that I want to talk about. And we don't know what happened. You know, he could leave. He could stay. Bring the guy into Is it to to have him as a you know like the commanders only literally play two linebackers anyways, right? So it really doesn't matter. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys the breakdown of Cody Martin, linebacker coming from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this guy had. 136 tackles last year. And if you break down what Cole Holcomb has done last year, leading up into that uh, a season when he got hurt, if you do the numbers, if he's healthy for 17 games, he might be giving you these exact same numbers as a Cody Martin, as a Cody Barton. So um, don't really know what happens there. Um, but he was a guy that, you know, was pretty much teams guys start you know in so it says after four years with the saddle stocks cody barton a team close to sniffing the playoffs this season behind a defense so we've been adding defense through the draft we've done well but now it's time to start to invest in the offense so i expect some of the picks to be used towards the offense but then outside of corner Maybe you grab a guy in the in the middle rounds as a linebacker, but we've invested, you know, Jamin Davis. I'm hoping that Jamin Davis can continue to build upon his season. So the Seattle Seahawks linebacker Cody Martin is heading to the opposite side of the country, right? Um, the Washington Commanders are signing him to a one-year fully guaranteed deal. Details of the deal I haven't really seen yet, but even if it's 
four, I mean, four million, five million, ten million, whatever it is for a one-year deal, it's a one-year prove-it type deal, right? If he plays well, guess what? You can now resign him and give him another contract. Now, you sign this guy, if Cole Holcomb moves on, then at least I had plays like Cole Holcomb, but he's actually better than Cole Holcomb, in my opinion. It says Barton, who appeared in 65 games across four seasons for the Seahawks after being drafted by them in the third round in 2019, received starting reps at linebacker this past season. Mind you, I told you guys, he's played a lot of special teams, and he finally was able to you know, start starting during the uh, season, I think he started like 11 games. Well, so said after recording just 95 tackles, his first three seasons combined, Barton posted 136 tackles total in 2022, which was 15th most, 15th most in the NFL. He also added two sacks, six pass defended, and two interceptions. Barton now joins the commander's team that was close to sniffing the playoffs. We all know that, yeah. Impressive defense. Yeah, we know that. But at the same time, we didn't make the playoffs. Okay. So I think that this guy is going to add, uh, um, like, I'm going to actually do a deeper dive on this guy. I want to see some film on this guy. I want to see what he does best, uh, what he struggles in. That way I can kind of give you guys even more on Barton. But just looking at the numbers and looking at what people are saying about this guy, this could this could be somebody. Like, I mean, he gobbled up tackles, right? And which is what Cole Holcomb was doing. So everybody's calling it Cole Holcomb 2.0. A lot of the fans, they either like this move or they hate this move. But at the end of the day, you cannot judge these moves off of stats or what people are saying. It all has to translate on the field. And if it's translating and actually working out, so we, a lot of times we have to literally be patient and kind of let things unfold. So that's how I see it. But yeah, man, um, great day so far. I uh, love how aggressive we've been. Um, let me double check to make sure that that's pretty much all the moves that the commanders were able to make. Um, I know I talked about Danny Johnson. You know, so at corner right now, it's just kind of all over the place. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do the rest of the way now i don't see us making any splash moves but then you know you just you just never know i can be recording this part right now talking and then i come back and we sign a bobby wagner i doubt we sign bobby wagner but i'm just saying you know you just never know so you know everybody has to be kind of patient let ron do what he does let ron cook right now i'm just kidding but you know let ron do what he does and and, and who knows Maybe it turns on it into something great now the biggest free agency news for the commanders was Deron Payne. I talked about him this episode. Deron Payne reaching that, you know, that contract, that four-year, $90 million deal. Also included $60 million in guarantees. And I'm kind of glad that they got the deal done first. You know, $22.5 million a year is not bad for a, a defensive tackle of this caliber. He's going to continue to have good to great seasons moving forward. He's young. He's super athletic. If you love Jonathan Allen, you're going to love Deron Payne even more. His upside is tremendous. So I love that we kept him around. We were serious. We were the first team to franchise tag this guy. We were the first team to, I mean, you know, we were, you know, we got this deal done ASAP. We did what we needed to do. 
we got you know get, getting rid of McCain, getting getting rid of um of Carson Wentz to go ahead and get this deal done. So it shows me that the commanders are serious. It shows me where the commanders are going. Actually, um, let me get this comment real quick, and we'll keep this thing moving. Dre says, "Could Cody Barton play out uh, middle linebacker?" Uh, positive it says. Then we resign Holcomb to a two-year, twelve million dollar deal, team friendly. I can definitely see that. Like, I'm not upset with with having Cody and Cody Davis as our linebackers this year. That's that's actually a decent linebacking core. All three guys are young somewhat. All three guys have starters experience, and then Jamie Davis continues to grow. You don't need the superstar linebackers like a Bobby Wagner, Tremaine Edmonds with this front line. When you have this front line, you have to get get friendly guys and continue to build through the draft. That's kind of how to maximize your defense. If I was a GM, you have to stagger your contracts. We're already going to be paying two superstars at defensive tackle, right? You can't have a superstar at linebacker, and then uh, what do you do at corner? Kendall Fuller gets paid a nice chunk, you know. Um, so I love how they're building this defense. You still have Cameron Curl to pay. So you, you you have to be careful and have to look at everything. It's impossible to bring back a Cole Holcomb and a guy like uh, uh, Cameron Curl at big-time money. So I'm not upset with how they're building it. You just have to kind of stagger it and bring in solid guys that are hungry, that have upside, that could grow to being, you know, that kind of guy. Or, or so remember um, uh, Pierre Lewis, Kevin Pierre Lewis. When we brought him in, it was a bargain deal, and this guy outplayed that contract, right? Balled out and went to Houston and got paid. So this could be a similar thing for Cody Barton. And then Cole Holcomb should be able to get a nice little team-friendly deal. I don't mind keeping him around, but I'm not breaking the bank for a guy like Cole Holcomb. I think Cole Holcomb is, is solid. I think that Barton is solid and uh, they're not star level players. And then we have to see what we have in Jamin Davis. If he takes that next step, these next two years, then guess what? He gets paid. So you have to kind of stagger your contracts. Know what you want to do with your contracts because Montez Sweat, you have a lot of guys since you draft well, when players hit, you have to pay them. That's the, 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 the blessing and the curse, right? If you draft these guys and they play well, then now you have to pay them. A lot of times you don't have the money to pay everybody. So it just is what it is. So just a quick recap, um, Cameron Dantzler, Deron Payne being locked up. Um, you have Kevin Gates, three-year deal. Um, you have Danny Johnson being resigned to a two-year deal. You have Andrew Wiley, three-year deal, $24 million. Then you have Cody Barton. So overall, a excellent excellent first day for the commanders and the beautiful thing about the commanders fans is look we make things trend on twitter commanders hashtag has been trending like crazy um i'm seeing uh cole holcomb i'm seeing holcomb trend like for something to trend you have to imagine the amount of people that are talking about him so it's crazy oh yes thank you so much dre for bringing up this right here dre writes Orlando Brown would be outstanding. Absolutely. Orlando Brown would be great, but it's going to cost $20 million a year minimum, right? We just seen Chiefs sign 80 year, I mean, um, 80 million for four years. So that tells me he was offered that same kind of deal. 
So he's going to want more. So maybe you're looking at 22 to $23 million a year for Orlando Brown. Does he do a two-year deal? Does he do a three-year deal? What does the market, what is that market for Orlando Brown? He will be assigned. Like, you get Orlando Brown, move on from Leno, and I'm telling you, this offensive line is set. That means you have Sam Howell, and that's the beauty of having a rookie contract. You can do so much with a Sam Howell, contract-wise. I don't know if he's going to pan out, but if Sam Howell doesn't work out, they feel like you know maybe he can't get any better, then you draft another uh, quarterback, and then you, you utilize that rookie contract. That rookie contract is how the Chicago Bears are able to pay everybody that they're paying. It's how the Cincinnati Bengals were able to pay everybody. So Jalen Hurts, same thing. So that, that rookie quarterback contract is so powerful. So um, Dre also writes, Austin Eckler News picking up steam. Would you engage in the situation, Manny? So here is my take on the rumors of Austin Eckler um, possibly being traded to the commanders. Now, we all know that as these veteran running backs start to get a little older, um, teams kind of run away and don't want to pay them the money. But Austin Eckler is built differently. This guy is strong. Uh, he's been durable for the most point, uh, for the for the most part. But the what I love about Austin Eckler is that he's a receiving back. If you bring Austin Eckler into this offense, being coached by Eric Bieniemy, it could be special. You have another guy that you can check down to. So with Sam Howell's mobility, with Austin Eckler, it could be beautiful. But let's talk about what the compensation could be for a Austin Eckler. Now, Austin Eckler is a running back that you can say is on that Christian McCaffrey type level. You could put Saquon Barkley on that level as well, but Saquon Barkley, he's been injured in you know past two seasons, well, two of the last three seasons, and now he's fully healthy, right? So even with Saquon Barkley, he got a franchise tag. So running backs are not necessarily getting paid like they should be getting paid, right? Austin Eckler wants the bag. So if you're bringing in or if you're trading for Austin Eckler, what is it going to cost? Remember what it cost for CMC to go from Carolina to San Francisco? What the, I think they gave up what a third, a second, a third, a fourth. I can go ahead and look up that Christian McCaffrey deal. That way, I can give you guys some something on what's going to take to go ahead and get a Austin Eckler CMC trade details. Yes, let's see because I want to see you know, and I value so. When the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers received a 23 second round pick, 23 third round pick, 23 fourth round pick, and a 24 fifth round pick. Now, let's just say that Austin Eckler is not Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has had that thousand yard rushing season, thousand yard receiving season in the same season. So Christian McCaffrey is built differently, right? But let's just say that Austin. Eckler is half of what Christian McCaffrey is. At worst, you will have to send a third and a fourth. And then when you receive an Austin Eckler, you have to pay him as the number two highest paid back in the league. That's what it's going to take to get an Austin Eckler. So can the commanders afford that? If they're asking for a second and third, I'm out. If they're asking for a third and a fourth and making him the second highest paid back, I would do it. I think that Austin Eckler is that great. But here's the flip side. Would you rather, Washington fans, for those of you guys that are listening 
or watching the replay. Would you rather draft B. John Robinson at 16 or would you rather draft a running back X in the second round, maybe a Charbonnet if he's available, or would you rather trade a third and a fourth to get an Austin Eckler, but also give him the bag? So these are the, these are scenarios. These are things that you have to look at. And then if you bring it in an Austin Eckler, that means you're going for the win. You're going for the Super Bowl. You're going to be competitive and you're going to put up points. It just gives you another weapon on offense. Just imagine having an Austin Eckler or Austin Eckler type guy. And then in a draft, hitting on one of the top tight ends, or if you're able to sign a Mike Jacecki, I'm just throwing things out there. So I love Austin Eckler. He's one of my favorite uh, um, guys in the entire league. But at the same time, it's going to be expensive. And I don't know if Ron Rivera and co are willing to pay everything that it takes to get an Austin Eckler here in D.C. Great question, Dre. Appreciate you. I almost forgot about that. Um, Dre also writes, like, uh, like all the moves our organization is making. I, I mean, I love it. We're making solid moves. We're making smart moves. Um, we're spreading the money. We're spreading the wealth. I'm going to give you guys a basketball reference since I love basketball so much. My Lakers traded for a Russell Westbrook, right, from the Washington Wizards. They gave up all their depth. They gave up three solid guys for Russell Westbrook. It didn't work. Right now, they traded a Russell Westbrook and got back three solid guys in Beasley, Vanderbilt, and a few other guys. Right. So, what I'm saying is, when you build a solid team, it's better than just having a bunch of superstars or a bunch of stars. So, a lot of times to trade and get those star level type guys, it might not be worth it just in case you get hurt. Look at the Eagles, they had a super, super deep team, and then now they got to break it up. They got to break it up because now. You're going to pay Jalen Hurts superstar money soon, whether it's this offseason or next. Jalen Hurts will get his bag as he deserves, right? So a lot of times, for me, i rather have a deep team. i rather have a solid team, a bunch of solid guys, and continue to build through the draft. Uh, Dre says, I would rather draft a back, Manny. I like my draft capital. I'm with you. I'm with you. If they draft a back that they really like, this is a super – deep class and that's why you're not seeing a market for a lot of these backs that's why saquon barkley got the franchise tag why pay a saquon barkley when you can draft another saquon barkley if they chose to in that in 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 b john robinson so anybody who's really thinking about signing a back and free agency notice today notice the trend for today's free agency no wide receiver has signed yet no running back has signed yet it just tells you that Teams are going to take it slow. As each day of the free agency goes on, the market is going to drop for a lot of these different positions, skill position guys. Tight ends. No tight ends went today. So it just seemed like it was a day uh, free agency today for defensive tackles, and you saw some offensive linemen, you know, like the trenches, right? Those are the guys that really got their money today. You saw backup quarterbacks. There is a market for backup quarterbacks. So what is it that, Taylor Heineke could possibly uh, receive. I know Sports Track was saying, oh, Taylor Heineke could get $16 million a year. No, I never saw that. If Jameis Winston can get $8 million a year for one year to be a backup in a place that doesn't really want him, right? Taylor Heineke's market should be around the same. I would say six to $8 million a year. And a team possibly like the Jets could say, hey, 
we've struck out on Rogers. If Rogers does some something stupid or something silly, right? Rogers is gone or whatever the case may be. Then you might have the Jets poking around for a guy like Taylor Heineke. Right now, he's still a free agent. So a lot of things can transpire even while we're sleeping today. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for everything. Um, let's see what tomorrow holds. And fans, do not be discouraged if you guys don't see moves being made tomorrow. You got to kind of pace yourself. And sometimes when you wait, you get better deals. So I'm real intrigued in this tight end um, free agency class. Even if it's getting a guy like Austin Hooper, he's a guy that's solid that can play. And um, I'm going to keep saying tight end and running back, we need more there. Um, I love what we're doing at, with the offensive line. Of course, continue to build that, that offensive line in free agency and the draft. So, guys, you're listening to Talking Commanders with Manny. If you guys can do me a favor, get on Apple, get on Spotify, get on wherever you get your podcast and give me, you know, subscribe, give me a five-star rating. Tell me what you like about the podcast. Even if you don't like the podcast, whatever it is, just drop me a rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like, please subscribe, and please share. And if you're watching the replay, please do the same. My name is Manny, guys, and this is the Talking Commanders with Manny podcast. I, I will catch you guys on the next episode. I'm most likely coming back on tomorrow for another podcast episode if the commanders make more splash moves. All right, y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'm out.